time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Oh, that sounds amazing. We're back at it. Another week of Hive O'Clock Alarms. Doug Branson, David Walker. David, uh, how are you? How was your weekend? Weekend was good, Doug. I feel like I haven't seen you in a couple of hours, so it's good to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, listen, we do these TV hits now, and uh, I'm, I'm a little, although I'll say I'm a little jealous of you, David, because you're, you're garnering so much attention with your, with your shoe selection. <laughs> your Jordans well, are, are really, they're really overshadowing everything. And I'm, look, I'm not, drinks, I'm, so I'm not, I'm not going to stop now. Listen, I'm not wearing I'm not wearing socks with sandals by any means. But yeah, when you when not, you throw out there in house shoes. Yeah, when you throw on those Star Heel blue what are they, Jordan? I don't even know the numbers. I don't know numbers. Those are the ones. Those are the OGs as the as the kids say. Jeez. Damn. Yeah. Right. Damn, David. <laughs> you just wanted to do that. That's cool. I get it. Listen, sometimes you have to you have to weave uh, your segments to achieve what you want to achieve. That's uh, there's a little radio for the kids. Uh, okay, well we got to talk about uh, Minnesota tonight, uh, traveling to Charlotte to play the Hornets, who are suddenly red hot, scorching hot. Although, before we talk about that, we, we have to talk about the fact that we live in a world where the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Golden State Warriors. I mean, anything is possible um, in this new world that everyone is waking up to. Anything is possible. That's right. It's it's crazy. You never know when the Mamba is going to strike, or or I guess more accurately, his uh, kids. Yes, his children. <laughs> his little baby, little baby D'Angelo Russell, little baby Randall. No, but I I think weaving this back to this game that's coming up for the Hornets. I mean, if your team has talent you can win it it's there's no it's not an any given sunday kind of thing that you have in football and basketball normally the team with the most talent wins and yeah, if you don't show up if you don't show up which the warriors didn't that's when you have a problem well yeah they didn't shoot the ball well they didn't seem to have a ton of that uh, warrior energy and more importantly mm-hmm. the focus wasn't there the turnovers were high for the warriors but I think, you know, when you play a team like Philadelphia, they are they are want for talent. So they're they're going to lose most every game. But when you play a team like the Timberwolves, who have a lot of talent, they're just young. They don't know how to play defense yet, but they can still shoot the lights out. Their last game, they uh, hit 68.4% of their shots. It was against the Brooklyn Nets, but the, we haven't seen a field goal percentage that high since 1998, David. So they can put the yeah. ball in the basket, and if the Hornets aren't ready for this game, it's you know it's not out of the realm of possibility. Especially when we see what happened last night no- or yesterday afternoon with the Lakers and the Warriors, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could drop this game. Oh no! And you hope that's you, you know you hope uh, Kimba and the guys saw that. I'm sure Coach Clifford will bring that out to him. I mean, everybody saw that because it was the Warriors and they lost, and it was you know, on national TV. So you're right. But Steve Kerr said it after the game, if you don't come every night and, and with your, with your best and with your best effort, and that's something Clifford has been preaching 
since he's gotten here, right? So you hope that this team has maybe turned a corner on that because, as you mentioned, the 76-3 game was a good example. That's a game on the road that they could have easily fallen into that trap, and they didn't. So um, you, if you're a Hornets fan, you hope at home that those guys realize that and uh, they saw what happened to the Warriors. It can happen to any team on any night because everybody has talent, like you said, and especially the T-Wolves. They, they have some bouncy bouncy talent. I mean, they have some good young guys, the rookie of the year in all likelihood, and Carl Anthony Towns. So, uh, yeah, the Hornets have to be ready. I think they will be. They had a couple of days off. And like we've been preaching, there's really not a lot of room for error here because going down the stretch, you know, they can't afford too many missteps. They've got to concentrate each and every night, especially in this homestand. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it was encouraging to see them after playing two teams that they should have beaten in the Suns and the Sixers. They come back and and they play the Pacers, and from mm-hmm. the jump ball, they look like they were ready to play, ready to scrap against the Pacers. And we we talked on television on the Fox uh, 46 hit, which you can see on our Facebook page. Uh, we talked about Kemba's amazing performance, 33 points, 10 assists. Batum added 31, and that's just an amazing combo. If those guys are firing on all cylinders uh, each and every night in the playoffs, Charlotte becomes a legitimate threat in the Eastern Conference. But I wanted to talk real quickly about Al Jefferson, who I also thought had a good game, 21 minutes, 13 points, and those points came at a crucial time in the game when the Pacers made a run in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, and Jefferson, not only with his offense, he hit three buckets in a row for the Hornets, but he also had a steal and a block during that sequence, got the Hornets back on track and set up the the starters to come back in and finish off the run. I was just really impressed. It looks like, David, finally Al Jefferson is getting back into a groove and, and being able to stay out there and, and play you know, physical defense for an extended period of time. It's encouraging to see. Yeah, he gives them another dimension that they that they didn't have, that they haven't had without him out there, someone you can throw the ball into. Doug, do you think that maybe sitting out, um, maybe missing that time in a way helped him save some of his legs per chance? Uh, maybe. I, I think, you know, it's more – I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm not that old yet, so I can't attest to to what that feels like, and I, I don't do that much running <laughs> what, in, what, what, in an entire what are you, year. What are you trying to say? What, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that uh, you could be my father. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I'm just saying I don't I don't know, but I, I do know that he's having to get back into shape and Coach Clifford keeps saying that this whole month is going to essentially be Al Jefferson's uh training camp. So if you want to look at the good side of that, you can look and say, Well, if this is his training camp, then April the engine will be warm. He will be at, at his peak, you know, physical and and mental shape. Whereas other guys that he may be defending or going up against on offense could be starting to to fade off. Uh, So, you know, he's finding his first win when other guys are struggling to find their second or third win. So that's good. That's a, that's a win for the Hornets. Yeah, I think so. I I think anything you can get, and I don't know if it has anything to do with that. I was just curious to get your thoughts, but you know, there's a a lot of miles on those legs. He's, He's a big guy. Uh, that grinds it a, a little harder, so who knows. But whatever it is, bottom line is you're right. Uh, he's playing well right now. I think he can be 
a nice piece for this team as they move into the playoffs. And I think Clifford realizes that too. It's not like they're going to come and have Big Al available and, and not use them. I mean, maybe it won't be every night. Maybe it won't be the extended minutes every night, but certainly situationally and certainly, you know, when other things aren't going right, it's going to be something they try. And it's not something a lot of teams are used to seeing, you know, I mean, we talk about it all the time, the, the low post score, it's somewhat of a lost art right now. So if you could throw them a different look, um, especially in the playoffs when things might slow down a little bit, I think it can still be useful. I think he can still be useful. I know some other folks, uh, see otherwise, and I get that too because you know the team was playing so well without him. But I, I, I just think you'd rather have him than not. Certainly at this point, I just think that Hornets fans are are getting so spoiled with all of these guys who are making such great use of the latter parts of their career and working so hard to get back on the court and give it their best. Because you, you you talk about Al Jefferson who's had to come back from this injury. And certainly, you know, coming back from injury is hard enough, but when you're older and when you've you already did all that work in the offseason to get ready to to do this again is quite a monumental feat. But then you look at a guy like Marvin Williams, who is having mm. – uh, it's not even arguable anymore. This is the best year of his career, and it's happening so deep into his career. And it's all because he got in the gym every single weekday, just like we do for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. He gets into okay. it's comparable, the energy level. He gets into the gym every weekday during the summer and just putting up shots, getting in the weight room, and, and doing what's necessary to extend your career in in the modern NBA. And, and I just think, you know, you just don't see this everywhere. You you see guys, you know, fading off into the sunset. You see guys whose career just, you know, b- completely bottoms out out of nowhere. And to have these guys, it's an, there's an element of luck, but there's also a huge element of these guys putting in the work necessary and having the having the drive to want to still succeed, still contribute in a big way for this Hornets team. It's it's cool. Yeah, it is cool, and it's cool to see Marvin getting a little bit of that uh, notoriety, getting noticed a little bit around here. I mean, we've been talking about him all year. How we've been impressed with him. And he's been such a big part of this team, and it's good to see him because he really is a good guy and a a valued locker room presence. I mean, a, a, a solid veteran, didn't have the year he wanted to last year, I, I'm sure, but certainly wasn't alone. So it's good to see him rounding back into form. And he's, I mean, it is amazing, Doug. It's like even at this late stage in the season, he's getting key rebounds, you know, knocking the ball away. Uh, for the team to pick it up or, or hitting big shots. I mean, the three-pointers, really, it's, he's he's become the most consistent threat from the three. from three. I mean, he was last year, but it wasn't wasn't at a high rate. So right. it's, it's great to see. Absolutely. And I want to ask you, you know, I've been on record as saying that the Hornets really need to get out of the sixth spot in the East and avoid mm-hmm. playing the Boston Celtics. Do you feel as strongly as I do about that? Do they need – to catch up with the Atlanta Hawks, overtake them for that fifth seed at least? I think you're right that they'd rather not face the Celtics, but this is the thing I would say. They've played some of the – I think their worst game of the year came against the Celtics at home uh, right around Christmas. Maybe it was mm-hmm. the, the day before Christmas Eve or something like that. That was mm-hmm. horrible. Um, and, and that was when the Hornets were going through a pretty bad stretch. 
So the thing you worry about with the Celtics is Brad Stevens and his basketball genius. Uh, but that team plays super hard all the time as well. Um, but I don't, I'm not as concerned. I mean, I, I'm just concerned with being out of the eight seed. And after that, you kind of figure out where it is you land. So I think the Celtics aren't the best matchup. I think when we talked to Lee Ellis, he mentioned the Raptors because of their trouble in the first round, their recent history. Um, but they've played so well this year that, you know, that's obviously going to be a tough matchup as well. But I'm not as concerned with the Celtics as I think that you might be. I totally understand it, but I think the Hornets can play much, much better than they have in the past. So that gives me a little a little glimmer of hope. Well, the middle of the Eastern Conference playoff race is no it is no soft middle. The Heat have won five in a row, the Hawks have won two in a row, and the Hornets have won three in a row. They sit in sixth place, one game, but essentially one and a half games behind the Hawks because the Hawks have the tiebreaker advantage over the Hornets. But I will say this, I did look this up. The the Hornets have the easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way. And the Hawks, actually, of the Eastern Conference teams, have the hardest uh, strength of schedule, the toughest strength of schedule uh, the rest of the way. So, good stuff there. Encouraging signs. Got to bring it, as as we discussed. Got to bring it. Got to bring it. Just like you in the shoes every Sunday on television. I don't think anyone was looking. I don't think anyone was looking at me or the the two hosts. They were just staring at your shoes longingly, wanting them on their feet. As I said, it's, it's. it's the best thing I bring to the table, so it's the least I can do. <laughs> it is the absolute least I can do. Uh, <laughs> David, uh, thanks again for another great Hive O'Clock Alarm. We do these every weekday, so subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Hive Talk Live and have these bad boys downloaded automatically to your phone. Until tomorrow, when we do the Hive O'Clock Alarm and our regular live edition of Hive Talk Live, Let's swarm Charlotte. All hail the teal and purple.